uh, try and come up with the line of the day. Try and come up with the the funny, uh, quick-witted line of the day for the Internet. And, you know, the problem with the Internet is not enough people have been hitting the mouth after saying the things they say. So, you know, you, you read things on the Internet, and they would never say that to your face. This is Hashtag Real Race Talk from Texas, the Revved Up Sports Show on RevvedUpSportsShow.com and HornFM.com. Here's Bobby Chaffee and Rodney Rodriguez. July 2019. Yep, short week for a lot of people. Hopefully, a shadow of a doubt, it's a short week for me. And before we forget, whatever you're doing for the 4th of July, do it smartly. Soberly is what we're trying to say. Well, responsibly, if you're popping fireworks, I don't want you to be like Jason Pierre-Paul, you know, back here on a, you know, next week and something like that's happened to you. So yeah. just uh, just be smart. Just be smart. Uh, I know for many that, uh, l- you know, listen and watch this program, that's that's... A chore. It could be a challenge. Just uh, be smart. Be smart as your holiday weekend comes about. Enjoy your time. And remember, again, what, uh, you know, it's Independence Independence Day. So um, love your country. Put that flag out if you have one. There's nothing wrong with that at all. As we welcome you in to a uh, Motorhead Monday, as it says up there on the Facebook uh, app. And we've got a full night. We've got Joe Spillman coming on 645. That, uh, That should be interesting. Yeah. Breaking news out of 281. Yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, talk about a stunner. Talk about a stone cold stunner. That was a little shocking when I heard that that news. But totally uh, surprised with that one. But uh, that's a tough job. And I mean, Joe, Joe has and Heather. They they've done a great job and uh, reached out to Joe. And for Joe, it's more. I I wanted Joe to get on here and just get talk talk about the run there. I mean, and get Mm -hmm. to to talk about people that have helped him. Uh, get to that point because he took that place and really took it to really good places and that, and that's that's the important part that's right yeah and it's sad to see any any place go um but uh you know we're thankful and glad that joe t- you're gonna take the time to talk to us about it and, and talk to all of you about it as well so. yeah yeah absolutely and then coming up seven fifteen as we are into houston motor sports park race weekend coming up july 6th we've got the big advanced auto advance auto parts firecracker blowout we will talk to the guy that won the last modified racer, Jason Marshall. He, uh, arguably the best looking driver at HMP. You know what's funny is we're probably going to get a boost in the ratings tonight. Probably from all the so. women trying to watch, yeah. it, thinking that he's going to be in studio, but yeah. instead, you know, they're no, going to be going to be looking at us. You're, you're stuck with us. You're stuck with us. So we probably should have said that later. that's okay. Talked to him a while ago. You you talked to him the other day. He's super fired up and ready to go. And, that, and that's another guy. He that, said he'd show up in the studio, but I'm like, ah, you don't have to. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. I mean, he could, but. I don't, I don't want to sit next to that dude. Are you, are you kidding me? 
It's like, a, you know, you got Tom Brady sitting here next to us. It's mm. like, uh, no. He's uh, older than me, younger than you, but yeah, the women just, all flock to him for just, whatever just the reason. Just call in. Just, yeah. just call in. It's good. But uh, NASCAR <laughs> race NASCAR race yesterday. Hey, and you can be a part of the show. Uh, comment there on Facebook Live. Uh, if you're listening to audio, you can actually comment there on the on the forum there as well. There's a spot there where you can make your thoughts known as we get ready to uh, embark into this program. But uh, your thoughts on that race yesterday? A brand new winner. How about that? I, I think it was surprising that somebody other than Chase Elliott can win in a Chevrolet. A real improvement for the Chevys. This Boy, weren't around. they strong? Uh, I tell you, H- Hendrick was really good. Yeah, I, I was totally shocked at the way he was able to make the pass back over Larson with a couple yeah. of laps to go. Because I thought when Larson got past, he was gone. Yeah. But here's my couple of questions for you. We both instantaneously agreed the 12 laps that they ran before yeah. the rainstorm, the monsoon hit, was better than anything we saw the week before in Sonoma. For sure. But the question is, was that first few laps or the whole kind of atmosphere, was it just different? Did it feel different because of the way NBC Sports, the new broadcaster, made something new out of it? Or was it really just that damn good, or was it the carryover from the boringness that was Sonoma? I, I think it was a lot of, of carryover from what was a lackluster race. I mean, I, I like the Fox guys. I mean, I like Mike Joy, and uh, the, the NBC guys tend to get a little, you know, I love Junior. We, we've talked about him on here, how, how great he is at, at what he does. But he, he tends to start screaming and yelling, and, that, and that's great. I mean, that, that, that's But great. is that more modern day, though? Because, you know, when we watch Fan Choice TV and you get yeah. to listen to some of the different announcers, yeah. that's becoming more normal now. Like, the fact that I used to be a little wild and crazy, well, that's pretty much normal. Yeah, now. well. I don't sound so crazy as I used to. And that's, you, you know, Rick Allen's pretty solid there, and the pit reporters, all that little yesterday a little pre-race was a little much you know, uh-huh. i'm like okay let, let's let's go i mean let, let's get this thing started especially with the rain coming because i didn't watch it because uh, as i texted you like i just if we had a shot contest or how many times you took a shot every time you heard slide job oh my goodness that, that was yeah just way too much yeah way, way, too, way much. too much all right we get we get the point we get the point i mean and that was a that was a great moment. I do like when they, you know, went up there and the Kyles reminisced about. They walked everybody through that. That's great for a new fan to watch that. But it's like, okay, come on, you know, we 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 know what happened. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, that race was good. Can you imagine how much better that race would have been if they was on that hot slick track? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I guess they say the night races have. I mean, all the really good races have been night races on the mile and a half. Yeah, I mean Texas hung in there fairly well, being, being it but it wasn't near as hot as it was in Chicago. No, yesterday. no, and it goes without saying. I mean, I think that's another opportunity, Bobby, where we can talk about some of these primetime races. I mean, we've talked about Monday night NASCAR, maybe middle of the week stuff. I really enjoyed, especially with with football not not being on right now. I really did enjoy. I, I'd rather have it on in the evening, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because during the day you can do whatever, and and I think that that would open up more. Um, you know, the the ratings aren't out unless I missed them. Well, they won't count anyways. Get it started. Yeah, yeah. Because the grandstand was empty even before yeah, the rain came. Yeah, it, it was, and, and that's and that's to be understood. That's to be yeah. understood. And I, I tell you one thing: I'm damn damn glad I wasn't there because when that stuff blew Ooh, in, goodness man, gracious, that was. Jeez, that was terrible. Did you see the Clint Boyer interview? He's like, that was not a tornado. Yeah. Trust me, I'm from yeah, Kansas. Yeah, I'm from Kansas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very good. That dude right there, that he needs to be the face of NASCAR. He's just so good at uh, what he does. Uh, some news before we get into the fun stuff, before we talk to Joe. Uh, man, just uh, this is talking about appreciating life. Uh, you know, we just saw it kind of broke just uh, about an hour and a half ago. Uh, Tyler Skaggs, 27 years old, uh, pitcher for the um, – Angels, the Anaheim Angels, or whatever they're calling themselves these days, uh, 
found him dead in North Texas uh, over in South Lake, 27 years old, and the Angels were in town there to take on the Rangers in a series. They've canceled tonight's ball game. I'm glad they did that. But, um, man, it's just uh, – Yeah, tough break. He was in the same draft draft class as uh, Trout, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had to be roommates there for a while. Oh, so. Man, that's where you uh, – I mean, appreciate life because that uh, – you just never know. 27 years old. Uh, the, the sky's the limit there for that young guy, and, and he's gone. So, anyway, hate to see that. That's that's uh, some bad news there, but uh, had, had to pass that on. Thoughts and prayers there. Uh, thanks to all the folks at Cotton Bowl the other night. Good to, good to see everybody out there. That was a really good show. The South Texas Late Model Series put on a really good show. Hats off to Cotton Bowl for getting that thing pulled off. Did, did not think that was going to work out. Yeah, I saw some of those uh, live videos on the track. I'm like, there's no way. That was that was some gruesome-looking stuff that was coming along. And uh, good good job to modify the program and get yeah. that thing done. Yeah, uh, had some last, I like the format. Had some, <laughs> had some last-minute stuff pop up. I wasn't able to make it out there. So I, I, I like the format. You know, you kind of get a – saw a lot of good comments here. I saw some folks saying, man, I love how it's one class after another. You know, one, one class is off the track and then next one's on uh, h is pretty good about that uh, the way it runs I, I remember the way i only told h to stop him like every other so i could get him pulled out so i could talk about the class sponsors real quick and then just spin them hell all of a race director right there did a, did a good job unsung yeah yeah absolutely we saw another disqualification in nascar everybody that's complaining we saw a gibbs car with a toyota a toyota that's right toyota disqualified this one's been a lot quieter you notice that? Mm-hmm. Even being an Xfinity and a big-name driver who just re-signed a contract. Yeah, kind of funny. This one's been kind of quiet, but um, I think the uh, the marks have been set. You saw it in the trucks. You saw it in the... It's coming. It, it, it's it's going to come. It's coming. It's going to come. So, again, I mean, hats off to NASCAR. They, they made the rule, and they're sticking to it. They're not making any exceptions, and it's what we wanted. So hey, let's let's go back real quick before we get Joe on. Let's talk about that whole week weekday racing thing. To me, if you want to just get a sample size of how big weekday racing could be, why don't they broadcast the truck race from Eldora on Network Fox? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I guess that's a question for Fox. But I, don't I mean, know. is is it does it make sense? Or I mean, am, am I thinking too far outside the box? Or is it because it's a truck race instead of a cup race that it won't move the needle? Because we really don't see that big of a needle move for the for the. The twin 150s. Yeah, could could be that it's a truck race. Could it's smaller market? I mean, it's a smaller market. Uh, could could be also. I mean, you would think the uh, the attendance there, the capacity at Eldora is smaller. That that could be part of it. You know, that they don't want to black it out. I mean, I, I I don't know. That that is a very good question. I have a feeling if that was a cup race, they they would probably do that. Maybe. I think if that were a cup race a, from Nashville, maybe that yeah, don't kill me. If that was a paved race, it would probably be on 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 national TV in the middle of the week. It's the, the thing, folks. NASCAR fans are used to pavement; they're not used to dirt. That's right. And it takes a little bit of time to 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 get all that viewership turned around to to get that going in that direction. And I I don't mean that. In a bad way at all. I mean, it's a great race. I love it on dirt. I mean, that 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 is a race in and of itself. As but, it should be, because that race is perfect right, for the trucks. Right, and that's why the trucks don't need to be racing at dirt tracks all around the country, because that's the one big event right there. But, I mean, it, it comes down to the same reason that we see that stuff on Mav TV. It's just not at that point yet. Yeah, so uh, at, the, at the magic point. There, there's an unspoken magic number and an unspoken magic... Just unspoken yeah. magic 
words on TV to get stuff on TV in the right spot. I would love to see a World of Outlaws race. A World of Outlaws race. I would love to see that on, on Fox or NBC on one of the big networks. I would love to see that, and maybe that would take it to the next level to where, or, or a, well, I don't think, th- there's not a late model series that's at that point of World of Outlaws, mm-hmm. but I, I think World of Outlaws would be the one that you would have to take that and be like, okay, we talk about that 79500. They set this plate and they put it in front of the country and said, here, this is what this is. I think the World of Outlaws are the ones, and, and if they did it, mm-hmm. I, I think if the World of Outlaws did it, or one of the networks did it with the World of Outlaws, I think it'd be huge. Yeah, but they run twenty-five laps. I know. That, that's that's the, the other part. Yeah, that could be that could be a, a deterrent, if you will. That's that's the other part. It, it'd be like watching, you know, um, and again, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but like a sitcom. You know, it's mm-hmm. thirty minutes or, or whatever it is. You have to. I mean, if you could make that to where it was an hour and a half presentation, maybe you incorporate the heat races and all that stuff in there. Maybe that's what you do. But uh, the World of Outlaws would be the network driving thing yeah yeah i would think yeah i would think but i mean what do i know we're we're radio people we're we're not and we're retired not, race we're, car drivers that that's right we're, we're not tv guys speaking speaking of tv guys the the guy on the uh computer age automotive hotline tonight this guy is a, is a hell of a video guy right here and uh super excited to, to have this dude on the hotline we've talked to him live before and talk about a a, a spokesman and a and a Die harder racing. This is Joe Spillman. Joe, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm pretty good. So we're good. Good, good. So, what's your location? I know you're everywhere, man. I I see you. I'm like, where the hell's he at now? Well, I, I live in Paul. Uh, work mainly in Austin and West Austin, the Lakeway, Lake Travis. But you know, we race all over, though. Absolutely, absolutely. So Joe, uh, talk about uh, talk about your uh, your your new stuff you've got going on, and, and talk about uh, you know all the stuff that's been happening here in the last couple of weeks that people have been having questions about. <laughs> well, we'll just we'll just beat that big elephant in the room right now. Um, you know, we we've promoted two eighty one for two and a half years, three years. Uh, Heather Combs and myself. Uh, first off, I got to give her credit. You know, I'm I'm the pretty slash ugly face behind the, <laughs> the video camera. Hell yeah. Uh, but behind the scenes, I, I could not do anything without what Heather did. Um, you know, just about any track you go to has a, you know, it has, it has two people. It, it has the guy that is out there prepping the track, working the track. And it has somebody setting up the my race path, setting up the point, setting up the point fund, setting up, you know, the order of events, setting up tickets, setting up the pit pass bands. I mean, there's there's so much behind us behind the scenes that nobody even realizes it's there until the time it's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is with with you guys, Joe, I mean y'all y'all I mean, y'all didn't do this half ass. I mean, it was you guys jumped in and you were I mean Every time I turned around, there was something. I mean, it, whether it be a, a Monday or a, or a Sunday evening after a race, you guys were always promoting the track, and that's the way it has to be done. Well, there's so much stuff out there now, you know, concerts and video games and just so much different stuff to do that you, you've got to be in front of the people and get their mindset that that's something they need to do in order to get them to the racetrack. 
know, and we kind of grabbed the bull by the horns. I, uh, through my racing life, career, whatever you want to call it, you know, so many times I'd be like, well, are they even racing tonight? Or what time are they racing? Or what are they running? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like, you know what? If the information's there, they can't ask that. Which, unbelievable. We've still got questions all the time. What are y'all doing? But that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Always. So, Joe, we got a bunch of uh, armchair promoters, if you will. And, you know, a lot of people always say, oh, well, I would have done this and I would have done this. So, in, in the course of the time over at 281, obviously we know you learned a lot. What was the biggest what was the biggest thing that you that you learned from going from you know just being the racer to coming on the other side of the fence and becoming the promoter of the property well i'll i'll, I'll respond in two ways um first off I'll, I'll, I'll respond in the negative i don't like negative but i'll i'll spit it out there yep. there are so many people that say you know Open this track, we'll be there every week. Or break this class, we'll be there every week. Or you know what I think hurt us this year was don't race every weekend and take some weekends off, and we'll be there those other weekends. It's too hard to race every week. Well, we kind of listened to some of those guys, and what happened was we took the nights off. Well, the diehard, dedicated racers they found somewhere else to race, and then they liked it, or they got involved, or they met friends. And they stayed at that racetrack, and it killed them, you know. Um, and that's not all that killed them. That was a lot of it. Yeah. Um, on, on the flip side of it, there are some racers that really like racing, and they don't ask questions. They don't bitch. They don't whine. Sorry about that. They don't no, no, whine. No, you're they fine. You're fine. Let it fly, brother. Let it fly. Don't tell me that. No, no, they, seriously. Uh, I mean, you can. <laughs> you know, they, they show up. And whether they're renting for four thousand, four hundred, or forty dollars, they show up and leave it on the track. You know, um, and if we had more racers like that, and less of those "quote unquote" what you just said, armchair promoters, we'd probably have a better, better sport. You know, nowadays. Yeah, um, just how it is. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head as Joe Spillman joins us. Joe, it does seem it's just so frustrating. I don't, I don't give a damn whether it's dirt or pavement or drag racing or hell. We even see the motocross now. What you see is the negative. Everybody just goes straight to the negative. And there's folks like yourself and and Marianne and the guys at 37 and now Gina at Houston. You work your ass off and you do all of this, and it just takes one or two, you know, sour asses there, and it just kind of throws it all in the toilet. Yeah, absolutely, and. You know, I, I, I've i never, you know, at 43, I'll be 44 this year, I've never quit in anything I've ever done until this. Mm. And, and I've told people, you know what, if we were making money hand over fist, I'd take to ask you. Yep. You know, or if we weren't making money hand over fist and I felt that 100% of people were on board and just having a good time, I'd lose the money. Because when I go race, it costs me it costs me two thousand dollars a weekend to go race. You know, because I'm going to go Friday, I'm going to get a hotel room, I'm going to go Saturday, I'm going to buy fit passes for five, you know, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a weekend, normal, and I'm okay with that. But I'm not going to take the ass chewing and the money loss. You know, it's yeah. just too much. Yeah, no doubt. 
Yeah, I think that that's Roddy and I have been been on on we hadn't been on the prom, promoter side to self like the ones writing the checks, but we've been on, been on that admin side on the other side of the fence, and I, I we both find it ironic that there's so many people that just think it's so simple as they just walk up and they get their pit pass and they race. I don't think the people realize how much blood, sweat, tears go on from the time that last race is over to the time the next race starts. Well, or even during. You know, I, uh, and we've done a couple of times that we've been short-handed and we've grabbed racers, we've grabbed parents of racers that here, here's a headset, you watch one and two, and when that guy spins that guy out, you make the call and who goes in the back, you know? <laughs> and, and all of a sudden it's a lot harder to make that decision when you, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. have to make that, you know, and, and be neutral. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. I remember, Joe, there were nights at Kyle where, where I would think that we had the greatest night. And then I, I would, whether it be an email or a text or Facebook or a combination of all of them, I would get responses and it's like, man, the night that I thought was great, man, that was shit. It was no good. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it's tough. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I... I I always thought I was a thick-skinned guy, and I could put it up with a lot of shit. But, uh, you know, there's always somebody that's got something to say, and I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> that's terrible to say. No, but, no. Uh, it's true, though. You, know, it's too you hear the intro it's of the show? It's too dusty. It's too <laughs> yeah. heavy. Yeah. The sun's too bright. The sun's too dim. You know, there's always something that somebody's got something to say. And you're like, half, probably not even half, probably 80% of that even, isn't even in our control, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's the car sitting on jack stands, you know, in Dallas that's that's really trying to be the most negative about the track there in Stephenville. So <laughs> it never yeah, fails that, that way. That, that's right. I mean, you know, our, our loyal breakthrough. And that's, that's why nobody read about this on the Internet beforehand, because we felt we owed our loyal racers that were there every week to hear it face-to-face. They could come to me. They could come to Heather. They could ask us what the problem was, what happened. They heard it from our face, out of our mouth, before they read it on the internet, you know? And yeah. the funny thing is, you know, you see so many posts about, this was the greatest track, we raced there one time, or we always wanted to make it there, never made it there. I want, I want to think, you know, if, if all of you people that said you wanted to make it there, never made it there, made it there, maybe we wouldn't be in this position now, you know? But... I'm sure I'm coming across as an angry piece of shit, but whatever. Well, I mean, you, you should be, Joe. I mean, because I mean, you worked your ass off, man, and, and the passion, the passion was was evident, even from just from just a Facebook video that 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 you would do. And I mean, you you told you gave everybody all the information they needed. You did everything a, a damn good promoter should do, and you know, unfortunately, you know, here's here's the result. But uh, some of the folks, well, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was, I was going to say, you know, it, it wasn't only, the, you know, and I hate to say this, but you know the reason we started promoting a track is, is a promoter, and I didn't see eye to eye, and, I mean, you may have to get the bleep ready, but, you nope. know, he said, if you're so fucking smart, get your own goddamn track, and three months later, we had a track, yeah. and six months later, he was no longer a promoter, so, yeah. Yeah. you know, whatever. We we but, might have used uh, that story on here a time or two. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. I think we've talked about that before. 
Well, yeah. and, and so, it's it's folks like that 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 ruin the sport. I mean, I mean, it's 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 stuff like that that just kind of takes everything. Yeah. One example like that can ruin a whole region. I think. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm probably one of the most passionate diehard racers ever. You know, and and it it turned me into an angry racer. Then it turned me into a promoter that loved racing. I mean, I I love racing. I love watching racing. I go to Chili Bowl. I go to Boone. I, when I go to Boone, I go and watch all the races, you know, the hobby stocks, the sport mods, the eco. I watch everything because I love watching racing. But, you know, you get promoters or you get attitudes like that, not just promoters, and it turns people off, you know. And the, the guys that never show up to the track, but by God, they got a keyboard, you know, they, they're the ones that are hurting everything. Yes, sir. Yep. Every damn week. Mm-hmm. Every damn week. So, Joe, where, where's the state? What's the state of dirt track racing in Texas right now? Obviously, you know we got your deal there at Stephenville, but but a lot of people want to complain about all oh, these tracks need to work together and all of that. But it seems like the tracks are spread far enough apart where it's okay to kind of be selfish and think about yourself, right? No, absolutely not. Um, there, there's only so many races. Um. Yeah, obviously a track a track in Dallas doesn't need to work with a track in Corpus. Right. You know, they're not sharing racers. But tracks that share racers need to have some courtesy and work together. And um, I, I'm probably going to stop at that point because I intend to race other tracks. And if I go on to say what I want to say, I would probably be barred from those tracks. <laughs> um, yeah. But... But tracks need work together, and and when they don't, Rob Rob Poor at Abilene Speedway is a great example of a track that will work with other tracks. Um, he was off every year July Fourth weekend because they raced the Kelly Sheen in in New Mexico. He's had like eight rainouts this year, and they were going to race July Fourth to try to make up some of those rainouts. And after further thinking it through, they went out and said, you know what, we're not going to step on a Kelly Sheen, we're not going to think of ourselves, and canceled racing on that weekend when they've always been off, so the racers can travel. Um, the problem is, when a racetrack puts out a schedule months in advance, and then another racetrack comes out and decides to race that exact same weekend and take off the exact same weekend, and they share racers, that's not good. Nope. You know? Nope. And and, and that's all I'll say about that. Because, like I said, I want to be able to go race places now because I'm no longer a promoter. And if I go further, I probably would be banned. And probably should be banned. Well. But Whatever. I don't know, Joe. You're a guy that's seen it on 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 both ends, and and that I tell you, it's 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 a kick in the ass when you see it on on both ends. And I haven't seen it to the extent that you have, but it, it changes a lot when you see it um, from the backside. So so for you, I mean, is that are you you guys just racing, or um, would you consider? Uh, I mean, are you going to jump back into? I don't know why you would. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I we we love promoting. Um, but it's going to have to be a better spot than Stephenville. I mean, the, the, the location hurt us. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we intend to keep on with the enduro races or to find a, a place to run our February race, the, the Super Saturday 200. It's, it's been successful. We had it at Waco. We had it at 
Stephenville. I'm not going to guarantee that they're guaranteeing anything, but I'm going to say we're going to make our best effort. It'll be somewhere in February. I'm uh, sure. Yeah. It's just a matter of finding a track that will let us run there. It, now that we've done it for so long, we know what the overhead is. We know what the profit is. That's the other thing that pisses me off. I'm about to go on a diatribe now that y'all ain't heard. But Bring it. So, Kevin Rogers and Kevin Stare at RPM Speedway. They open up. Both great promoters, Kevin Stare, Range County Rocket, great racer. I've raced against him and modified for 10 years. Awesome guy. They open up, have an awesome opening night. The next three nights are rained out. The next night, they race 200 cars and four classes. Stands are packed. What the fuck does everybody say on the internet? How much money did the track take that night? Can we get a better starting pace? Yep. And I want to say, how much money did the track lose the last three nights they were rained out, mother? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Nobody Guess thinks what? about it. Yeah. Guess what? They had, they had to pay their rent. They had electricity bills. They had trash bills. They had insurance, general liability. They had all these payments and nothing coming in. But what does everybody do? Get on this bandwagon to, like, almost force them into up in the start pay for the factory stocks because they average 57 cars. Mm. You know what? I mean, I don't know. I just. Of course, back then I couldn't say anything because I'm a promoter and I look like a money hungry promoter. Yeah. But, you know, until you start paying that bill, fuck you. Yeah. Well, so, and Joe, you, you, we sat at Heroes Night Out. Uh, with our with our good man, uh, we miss him, our Mr. Larry. We sat there. You were, you, yes, sir. You were on the air with us, and you 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 killed the misconception that people don't understand. Tracks have to make money. You know, when when people say, "Well, you know, it's not about the track," you have to make money to keep running these events. You don't go to Walmart. So why are you charging me three dollars for a case of water when it only cost you two? <laughs> right. you know, why raise your okay to just belittle a track for making money, whether it be on a hamburger or on a gallon of fuel or on a pit path, I don't understand. It's business. Yeah. You know? Well, it's not like the promoters are pocketing the money. Most of the time, the promoters that make the money turn it right back into the racetrack for something else. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to give me an exact number, but if you gave me between $100,000 and $110,000, I still wouldn't be even. Yeah. So, do the math. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No doubt about you know, it. There, there are certain tracks. There are certain tracks, you know, that that do okay. And I'm not even going to say they're doing great because their overhead. I'll throw it out there: Waco and Kennedale. They do okay, but their location, their overhead is enormous compared mm-hmm. to what like our overhead at 31. And I mean, I can't imagine what Marianne and H's overhead is. It's got to be huge, you know, yeah. at that place. Yeah. And and. You know, I-37, you know, Ray does a great job down there, and I think that they're probably overheaded less than, you know, a, a, a Waco or a, a Kennedale. But um, it's just, uh, I don't, I, there's not a lot of money to be made in it, and then the amount of bitching does not make it worth it, you know? Yeah, well, and, so. and the other part, the other part, Joe, is we talk about this all the time. I mean, this goes back, it ain't your place. I mean, it's one thing, if you own it, that's one thing. But I mean, you're—it's not your place. 
Well, I, I've, I've told a few of my closest friends this, and I, I've never said it public because I was a promoter, but I'll say it public now, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> In five years, racing is going to be like golf or bowling, to where the racers are going to show up, they're going to pay a park fee or a green fee or a bowling lane fee or a shoe rental fee, and they're going to go in and rate their friends, and they're going to have fun and competition, and then they're going to go home, and they're not going to get a payout. Club racing, yep. And, and and you know, I might be wrong about that. I hope I'm wrong about that, mm-hmm. but I bet I'm not wrong about that. Yeah, no, you know? I agree. And it, it's not tomorrow. It's not next year, but I've been in five years. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's the only way tracks are going to survive. There's so much overhead. And there's so much liability and so much insurance and insurance claims and stuff that people don't even realize that the tracks are having to cover any, you know. Yeah. So. yeah. No, it's 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 super hard. Uh, I mean, and it's and that's why it's it's guys like you and, and Heather and you mentioned Marianne and Ray and all these guys and now Gina that's doing this in Houston. It's like when people bitch at a track promoter, I'm like, really? Come on. Give this a shot. Give this a shot. Try it for two hours, and you'll quit. You know, I uh, I haven't told anybody this, but two weeks ago, Heather and I were talking about this, and she didn't want to, you know, she didn't want to end it. It's like, we need to see this through, and I was like, well, let's, let's talk about it. Let's see how tight goes. We lost money three weeks in a row, you know, and uh, I'm in the infield. We're short, we're short on scores. We're short on everybody. I'm in the infield with a score sheet scoring factory stock. <laughs> and, and and I get it. So I'm spotting, I'm scoring, and I'm answering other questions about why the freaking record won't start. <laughs> and I get a text from a racer complaining that he can't run at other tracks, but we let other cars run at our track. <laughs> and I said, you know what? You be here next week, and I'm going to have an announcement that is going to solve your problem. Yeah, you won't have to worry about that anymore. Yep. And that was the freaking straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'm not doing it anymore. You know what? You know, I'll take the money loss if everybody's happy. And I'll take the money, making money, if everybody wants to bitch. But I'm not going to take both. And that was a straw that broke the camel's back. That one text message from that one racer. And I said, that's it. I'm done. So, So, Joe, we talk about it all the time, that if you have an issue with the promoter, to call them. Don't put it down on social media. Did it make it any better when somebody went to you one-on-one and didn't try to go the keyboard route through social media? I mean, from the promoter's perspective, the real promoter's perspective that you're giving us right now, was that the case? Did you like it when somebody would just come directly to you versus trying to put it all over the Internet? Ninety, probably 90 to 95% of the time, we resolve the issue quietly behind doors. Um, either A, I said, you know what, guys? We made, I, I watched the video, I made a bad call, right? I probably shouldn't have done that, or our spotter shouldn't have, I apologize. You know, let me give you and your crew pit passes for next week. I know it's not much, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. And they were happy. And the other 90, you know, 90, the other half of the time, I would say, well, it looks to me like you could have lifted a little bit right there. I, I, I watched the video, and, and you got into the right rear, or you got in the left rear with your right front. And if you would have lifted a half a second, he could have gathered it up, and you wouldn't have drove through the guy. Well, you know, I, I, I did get in there a little hot, and, and my foot slipped off the brake pedal, and I probably could have done that. Ran out of brakes. 
<laughs> and, yeah, and, and, and it was fine. Ten percent of the time, you're just gonna have to agree to disagree. Yeah. But yeah, calling the promoter, tech, even texting the promoter. We've gotten such a texting world that I don't even like to talk to people on the phone anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and we've all gone to that, and that's fine. But a simple one-on-one versus that bullshit, you know, on the keyboard work. You know, I have a saying: everybody wants to be a gangster until it's time to do gangster shit. You know, <laughs> and 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 they do. They want to be badasses. But yep. the minute you want to talk to them face to face, I'm five six, but nobody wants to talk face to face because you might get punched in the nose. You know, yeah. And and not that I'm a violent guy. I've never punched anybody in the nose, but there's a possibility. Yeah. You know, but behind a keyboard, I can't punch you in the nose. I promise you that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and and that's what I would always find out, like like at, at CTS, when people would, if I did something wrong, I said something and offended somebody, and they they blew me up, and and I would reach out. Yeah, I, I find a way to get a hold of them. I, I can, I have ways yeah. to get people's phone numbers. Um, sure. Probably shouldn't say it that way, but uh, I mean, I can get a hold of people. Everything seems right. to smooth out a, a little bit, and that's that that's the big problem, and that, and that's where our industry, because that's what this is, our industry, our business has got to get better. The social media thing, got got to pull this thing in, or or you are exactly right. We'll be club racing out there for fun, and and I'm sorry, for fun is not really that fun. I mean, and, you know, I know my situation is a little different than most. I, I don't care if I run 20th or run 2nd. As long as I beat the guy that was 21st. Right. Mm-hmm. And me and the 19th place guy had a good battle. Right. I'm fine with it. But a lot of guys aren't like that, and I know I'm not wired like most. But mm-hmm. when we start just bitching about every little thing, all of a sudden, you know, why do we find another sport, bitch? Mm-hmm. I mean, go play yeah. tennis or golf. Yeah, come on. Yeah, you said it, man. Well, no. again, I told you, I told you in this, it wasn't going to be about the circumstances. So um, I, I appreciate you answering yeah. that one right off the yeah. bat. <laughs> so, um, well, if we just get that shit out of the way and let's move on to something fun now. Yeah, so. well, yeah. I think we're going to have to have a Joe Spillman segment on this program like every other week or yeah, or, or something. Hell, I, I'll give you the address. You can come by. Hell, you can be on this right. every week, as far as I'm oh, concerned. I, I mean, you. You know, the night up there in, in uh, Cedar Park, you know, I just grabbed a mic and started talking. I don't mind. Yeah, hell, yeah, hey, you're, you're actually yeah. not far away, my brother. Right. <laughs> you are actually not far away. Real so. Race Talk has a new meaning with Joe yes. Spillman. This is going to be a reel that uh, will will not soon be forgotten. But, uh, Joe, I mean, um, let, let us know uh, with Enduros and all of that, whatever you're doing. If you're going to be freelancing, uh, let us know because, uh, like we said, Real race talk is a thing here, and we want to promote people that want to save the sport, and you obviously do. So, um, oh, I, I, I want the sport to go. I mean, I, like I said, I, I've said a hundred times, there's no better feeling than coming out of four, putting a slider on somebody, and them crossing over, and y'all drag racing to the line. And I don't care if it's for first or fifteenth. There's no better feeling than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And. Um, if we can get people to focus on that feeling more than why I got thirty dollars instead of thirty five, or, <laughs> or why you know yeah. somebody else got their spot back and I didn't, yeah, yeah, the racing would be a lot better. Yeah, you know, you're right. So, let's uh, let's uh, let's scale know, this, it back. Yeah, this week I I got invited to go race at RPM um, in a factory stock, which I've never raced before, so that should be a blast. Yeah, uh, for the Battle Royale, it, it, for the Parker Lee Project, we make 
I don't intend to get a dollar out of the deal. If I get a dollar, I'm going to give it to the Parker Lee project. Nice. Um, so it should be. It's a great deal, but Big Mike's going to bring his modified, and I'm going to drive it. I'll be in the 20 modified with the outlaw mods, and then I'll race factory stock and room for charge factory stock. So yeah, I get to drive some race cars Thursday on July 4th, which was my dad's birthday. So it's kind of perfect. Fun. Perfect. Yep. Man, you're going to have fun. You Hell, you ain't going to want to promote after that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get there, and I'm going to be like, why is there a rut over there? Let's get the little tractor and yeah. fix that. And <laughs> yeah. That's exactly that what's light over there is pointed the wrong way. Let's turn that around, and let's get that PA system. What the hell are right. y'all doing? Yeah. Just, just don't do it on Facebook, Joe. Don't do it on yeah. Facebook, my man. <laughs> go find the <laughs> damn promoter. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go find Kevin Rogers and Kevin there. Blow his ass up. Absolutely. <laughs> now, so, you know, I, we're, we're going we're gonna to race some. I'm I'm looking at maybe late July, early August. I might load the modified up and head up to to, to Iowa, maybe go race uh, Stewart nice. on Thursday and, nice. and Marshalltown on Friday and Boone on Saturday and Benton on Sunday and then head home or something, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. We're going to do some racing. Yeah, well, good. Go, uh, go. Let your hair down and uh, keep making those videos, man. Uh, that, that's the main thing. Keep making the videos and and let everybody know what you're doing. And and let me tell you, I mean, I'm not going to be one of these guys that said I never made it there. I always wanted to. I mean, I did, but I never got to. But I mean, thanks for that, man. Because you, um, you and Heather took that took that to a whole new level with what y'all did there. Yeah, and, and I don't want to come up as a negative Nancy. No, you're we not. Made a lot of great friends. Yep. Um. We, we made a lot of long-time friends. We had a lot of good times. And, and I'll, I'll share that. You know, the, the best feeling in the world is to see somebody get their first picture win. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I've seen a lot of shit, a lot of tears shed in winter circles by moms, by dads, by uncles, by aunts, and by racers getting that first victory. That's awesome. And I've had the pleasure of handing that trophy to several people. Yeah. Um, some in a sprint car, some in a stock car, some in a sport compact, you know? Yeah. There is no better feeling. I don't care what happens the rest of the night. My week was made. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Because there is no better feeling than first victory. That's right. That's right. That's the way it should be. That's what it's all about right there. That That's why we do this. It's a, it's a love. It's oh, a passion. Absolutely. And, I mean, it gets stuck in us, and we just can't get away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a it's, – it's, I, I don't know that, you know, I had a guy call me and said, is, is, is Dirt Track dying? I said, eh, I don't know that it's dying, but it's, it's not growing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what the answer is. I wish I had the answer. Yeah. But I, I don't, you uh, know. And, and I'll, yeah. t- I'll tell you what people need to realize, because, uh, I mean, we're Bobby and I are living proof as asphalt guys. It's a hell of a climb back. Uh, I mean, we're mm-hmm. trying to get there, but uh, I tell you, you, hit rock bottom, and it's a bitch getting back, and, and that's what asphalt's doing, and dirt doesn't need to go the same route, and a lot of these things you're talking about need to be fixed right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that kind of irritates me the most is people will be, like, posting videos and comments and pictures of Cowtown and Texas Thunder Speedway and McCallum and these 10,000 win races and yeah. how, you know, how awesome they were. And we wish racing was like that again. And I'm like, you know, that, that's a great memory, but where's that race at today? Right. Who, gone. How many, how many racers showed up today in McAllen? Yeah. Well, none. It's closed down. Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe there's a reason it's closed down. You can only pay 10 or $20,000 to win so many times. 
and it doesn't work out economically. You yeah, know? that's right. So that's exactly I, right. As much as we all like to live in the past, at, at some point we have to say the past is the past, mm-hmm. and we got to make the best of what we got and make the future better. You said it, you brother. Know? You said it. That's well, what it's all about, man. Well, Joe, we appreciate the time, dude. Man, I hate to cut you loose. I think we need to go get a beer in Cedar Park here one of these days. Really, really talk about this shit. You, you, you tell me when, son, and I'll drive all over there. So. <laughs> I've, I'm about to walk in ATV and get me a little steak to cook for dinner. So you just tell me when, and I'm there. Nice, nice. Absolutely. Well, Joe, again, man, thanks to you and Heather for, uh, man, two, 281 was a hopping place, brother, and uh, it will be missed. They're going to miss it when it's gone. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I mean, it was a good run, and we're not done promoting. We're doing something. We just don't know what yet, so yep. we'll yeah. be out there. Absolutely. Look for the old 444 at a track near you. Nice, nice. Thank you, Joe. Well, let's, keep, let's keep in touch, right, guys, man. Thank we'll, you. we'll do it again soon, buddy. Right, thanks, Joe. All right, see you, buddy. Take thanks, care, buddy. Guys. You betcha. Ho! Hot dog. Hashtag, Hashtag real, real race talk. talk like never before. Take that one with you. Uh-huh. That one, we're gonna have to might have to do some audio dubbing on that one, you know. But that one, that one do needs to be played like is, all right? over the country, you know. Yes, sir. That's right. Speaking of coming back, we've got uh, asphalt coming back in a new fashion. Jason Marshall joins us here on the Rev Up Sports Show. Coming up after a quick break, do not leave now. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The Veterans Administration says there are over 175,000 veterans who could benefit from a service dog. There are many organizations to train and provide them, but finding suitable dogs is one of their biggest challenges. And that's where Hero Labradors comes in. Here's Hero Labradors founder and CEO, Chuck Ziegenfuss. What we do is we breed Labrador Retrievers, the puppies that have the aptitude to become service dogs. They are then donated to training organizations across the country that agree to train the dogs and donate them to wounded warriors, first responders, disabled veterans, or their family members that would benefit from a service dog. While these dogs are given to training organizations free of charge, raising them is very costly. And Hero Labradors could use your help. Make your tax-deductible donation and read Chuck's story and the full story of Hero Labradors at herolabradors.org. That's herolabradors.org. Donate today. Hero Labradors, service dogs for those who served. Austin 360 Marketing is your one-stop site for all your business marketing needs. With our wide variety of products and services, we have what you need to bring awareness and exposure to your business. We believe marketing should be fun and rewarding for both your business and your customers. We can find the right niche for any business looking to impact their marketing campaign. Whether it be marketing material, online marketing, or direct marketing, we can deliver on any budget. Contact us today for your acrylic signs, banners, window and vehicle vinyl, and more. We are Austin 360 Marketing. 
512-913-7693. Find us on the web at austin360marketing.com or email Gino Simital at G-E-N-O at A360M.com. Austin 360 Marketing. We'll make you look good. This is Hashtag Real Race Talk from Texas, the revved up sports show on revvedupsportsshow.com and hornfm.com. Here's Bobby Chaffee and Rodney Rodriguez. Ah, yes, a very entertaining Real Race Talk Monday edition. Special thanks to our man Joe Spillman for keeping it real. Damn, uh, telling it, Telling it like it was. Uh, Love it. Loved it. It's perfect. Speaking of somebody else who's going to tell it like it is, we have a man who has been basically kicking some behind, kicking that ass over at H&P in the Modified Division. We're joined on the hotline right now by driver of the number 21 Pro Modified, Mr. Jason Marshall. Jason, thanks for hanging in there with us, uh, and thanks for joining the show, boss. Shit, I appreciate it, guys. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> hey, and J- Jason, as we were saying in the in the intro, it's like uh, not going to make you blush here, and and don't I mean don't don't like run from me the next time that you see me, but it's like arguably the best looking driver on the on the on the Rev Up Sports Show hotline right about now. Good God. <laughs> you already made me turn red. I already oh, ran out yeah. of words to say. Nice. Well, we didn't, nice. we didn't want to say like in studio because we realized that when your interview started, and We'd be they didn't, too close. And they didn't see you. They'd be like, well, we ain't watching this no more. We only came to see Jason. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the way that'd be. Damn. Trouble. That's, I'm in trouble. All right. Uh, well, well, you, I appreciate it. My, cheek, my cheeks are red. Let's see if I can actually talk right. racing. Nice. nice. He'd be looking like a peacock. Me and you'd be looking like two worn out ducks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got I got I, I got to give a little shout out to Tiffany and my peacocking when I win and also for all my... Uh, all my fellow drivers on a really long text message chain that we got about 30 of our top drivers at H&P that are all on a text chain called the shit talkers. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we pretty much, we pretty much hash everything out on our own. Well, and, and see, Joe Spillman was just on, and I, I'm sure I, I, I think, heard him. Yeah, and and, and he, I mean, had, he had me in a whole different mind. <laughs> yeah, you had to follow that. <laughs> but, I, start, I started getting, I started getting all mad and couldn't get mad at all the keyboard gangsters and all the social media stuff that I was laughing. At. I was like, man, that's what we're going through too. But at the same time, you know, I think that's everywhere, and everybody just needs to calm down and get back to focus on what we all are passionate and love, and that's getting out on the track and racing and beating the crap out of each other and isn't it the funny funny thing like we were talking about joe there i mean we've we've you know they talk about folks in depression and alcoholism and i'm not making light of any of that because hell i I guess i deal with both of them myself but uh you know (laughs) it's you hit rock bottom you hit rock bottom and that's that's what asphalt has done and and luckily we've had folks that kind of got it going again but hell we're man we're just trying to build a brand again well, I tell you what, man. We had when I came in to uh, Central Texas Speedway. I guess that was 2011. I was drawn there by a friend of mine, Gary Smith, aka Smitty, in the go karts. Yeah, and uh, he just called me randomly when I ran into him and said, "Hey, man, can you show up tonight? Hop in one of these go karts for me." And 
I drove the go-kart and ended up winning that night. And from there on, uh, he stuck me in at the rest of the year and we got a championship out of that one. And then two more after that. And after, after I thought I was cool, I hopped <laughs> in this modified series and, uh, I got a little humble. Got humble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, through all the series that I've driven in my lifetime, I've, uh, I've fared out a fair amount of success and, you know, uh, this, this, what I used to look down and frown upon with this oval track racing now is absolutely, I mean, it's, to me, it's the hardest thing to drive on asphalt and I'm really enjoying, you know, trying to learn and keep up with all these young kids that know 10 times what I know. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, I'll tell you. That's right. That's right. All right, Jason, so you kind of kind of broke into my, my next question uh, a little bit. But before we get into all this talk about Houston, let, let people that don't know the, the Jason Marshall effect here, talk about talk about your, your racing background and how you went from when you started to getting behind the wheel of one of these big pro mods. Well, it was, uh, it's been a long thing. I mean, most people think I'm a lot younger than I am, and I hate to say with everybody listening that I'm actually 44 years old. Uh, Damn, but way back in way back in 1991, I bought myself a little Mustang, and I worked at a speed shop in Houston called Texas Turbo, and started doing some drag racing stuff. And uh, I happened to go to high school with the son of a famous race car driver, so uh, we went to his dad. And as we went to his dad, he sent us. I mean, we argued a little bit. There was no. There was a little pushback, <laughs> and we won. And next thing I know, this gentleman. Sends us to Bondurant Racing School, Russell Racing School. Nice. Uh, I mean, every school you could go to in the country, Barber Dodge Pro Series, everything else. So it was all open wheel stuff for me. So uh, I enjoyed all the West Coast traveling, and I enjoyed doing all that stuff. And then uh, I had a little hiatus for a minute. You know, had a sick family member for a while, took about a year off, came back, and my teammate had changed over to NASCAR, and I was still in the open wheel. So I had to had to find my way and I ended up taking 10 years off and just doing karting and wow. I went through all the scusa and some factory karting rides and you know then I went back to drag racing again for I don't know six seven years and then I did nothing and then Smitty called me that one day and all of a sudden it started back up and five years later I'm in the modified yeah and and here you are Jason Marshall with yeah. us on the uh, Revved Up Sports Show Hotline. And, and it's funny, Jason, because I, I've got a lot of, you know, as I was younger, and I'm, uh, I think, about four years older than you, but um, although you look a lot better. Yeah. I, I wish I looked the way you look at 44. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I get that a lot. I got uh, my, my crew chief and the guy who teaches my old ass everything I know, Mr. Jake Kruger oh, and oh, yeah. his father, uh, Bill Kruger. Yeah. They make me real old because – He's sitting here explaining stuff to me, and then to me it looks like Chinese writing on the board. I don't know what the hell you're yeah. telling me, but I say if the car works better, get it on there and let's go race. That's right. That, that's, so, that's 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 the way it should be. But, but I, so, I, I honestly can say that I have to give credit to them for the cars that they put under my under my butt every time I get in there. That's good help to have right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But but so many people, because when I was younger and, and we were always involved with this, my dad and I, we knew a lot of drag racing folks. And, and they, they, they it's it's a whole different understanding about the circle track stuff. I remember when fo- folks would say, well, don't you get dizzy? I'm like, hell, you get dizzy. You ain't going fast enough, I think. 
Oh, I, yeah. The first year I complained to Jake the whole time that my neck hurt from turning left so much. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and turn right. <laughs> like that was just, I think that was because I had a 10-year-old 30-pound helmet on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I mean, I... The, the 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 difference between the racing to me is is I mean night and day you know uh, open wheel racing started losing a little bit of its luster several years back and everybody started going into the the NASCAR style you know cars and you know I was I was one of the hesitant ones just because I'd had a lot of success in open wheel and then uh, I came here and like I said the go karts were picking right up where I left off is pretty pretty cut and dry for me and then all of a sudden I get you know, get this opportunity to drive a modified for uh, Raymond Delahousie, and I went out there and drove. Uh, and like I said, I really got humbled. I realized that some <laughs> of these little kids, like Bailey Curry and all these other, you know, all these other kids, are some real badasses. So yeah. uh, it wasn't just it wasn't just wheeling a car in here around. You know, Jake walks up and pulls a 16th inch shim out of my car, and the whole car changes from. Yeah. Bad to good, and I was like, I just didn't comprehend all that. Yeah, yeah, that's, so, that's the tricky part. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, with this oval racing and everything that's gone on over the last couple of years, you know, of course, everybody loves San Antonio. Everybody misses CTS and HMP is what we have now to deal with, and the the track is awesome. And no matter what's happened in the past. You know, prior your prior conversation with all the keyboard gangsters and everybody else that want to talk a bunch of shit on the on the internet. You know, at the end of the day, every single one of those people is still out working on their car in the garage, loading up in the trailer, and driving their ass down there. And the ones that do that are the serious people, and we don't want to let asphalt racing go. Sure. So, I mean, you know, as you know, Rodney and Bobby, I got I. I, I shot out four kids at one time, and I still managed to make a semi-race schedule. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, it is what it is on that. So I just try. Speaking of that, that's kids a, won't make you feel a, younger. That's, that's a hell sure. of a shot. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I waited till I was a little bit older to get married and uh, have kids and found myself a, a good wife, and we tried for a couple years to get pregnant, and then we ended up getting pregnant and had quadruplet girls and i'll tell you what coming from a single man to married and four daughters at one time is life-changing hey you need the only to, thing that didn't change is i demanded my race time well you need to do a for for all the aspiring young single dudes out listening to this because there's a crap load of people on here today you you might want to uh t- tell folks what you eat and drink that way those young guys don't do that so they don't have quadruplets <laughs> man honestly these, well yes no actually, it's, called, it's called be careful what the doctor tells you on fertility drugs yeah exactly some are uh you know one, one, one minute you don't think they're working next thing you know you got four little peanuts in a in an ultrasound and you're about to shit your pants so uh however going through all that you know i was able to make my you know, I, I had to keep the racing a little bit more local, so I sure. wasn't able to travel much. So I stayed at CTS, and I ran their schedule for a couple of years and uh, didn't make it down to Houston at that time because I just didn't have the availability to. And now, uh, man, I was always told I love Houston. I go to HMP. I love it now. Um, like I said, I got to give credit because we've been working for a couple of years after I bought my car, and uh, 
you know, it's it's just it just blows me away that I got a you know twenty five year old kid telling me everything about the car, and he <laughs> ended up being you know probably the pit most you know wanted tuner or setup yeah. guy in the pits right now, and that's you know that I, I'm not gonna lie, he just he he stuns me with what he knows. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, it's so, a gift. And then and then and then on top of Jake knowing everything he knows, his father. Yeah. Is I mean he, I mean as knowledgeable as anybody, and if his dad didn't touch my tires, I don't want to go on the track. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, so, Bill's, Bill's still your spotter, right? Uh, he, yeah, he does. He does the tires. He works on everything. Bill's the behind the scenes guy that does a lot of stuff for me. You know, I mean, my 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 my, my cars at his race shop and where Jake is, and you know, they deal with it sitting there all the time and he helps on it and then yes of course on the weekends you know uh race weekends we all get together travel together stay together race together we got a couple other guys we got uh raymond delahousie and his crew with chris and greg and the guys and and rodney and then we got the teagues with uh the teague group so we've all kind of yep. ended up down there and we, we we just enjoy each other's company and have a good time and i think that what we have over there is what the rest of the pits needs to have. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to have the same kind of camaraderie and support that we have. You know, one of our trucks comes in or a street stock or a modified or whatever comes in, every single one of us runs over there to make sure it gets back on the track. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just see a lot of camaraderie missing nowadays, and it's more because people are just, you know, I don't know why they want to hang on to the irritation, but you just got to get a hold of where we are now and move forward. And if you want to move forward, let's move forward. And right now, people are putting the opportunity in front of us, and we need to take advantage of it and go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, one of our uh, one of our longtime legendary drivers, Bob Bolin, uh, checks in. He he was when I was a young guy growing up uh, out from the Midland area, and, and God bless Bob Bolin. By the way, Bob, we I got your back, brother. Uh, love you, man. Uh, circle trackers go in deeper and come out harder. I, I, I like that. That's, a, that's a pretty... he's going to blush now. <laughs> that's but to the inside. Yeah, well, no, go in deeper. I think so. <laughs> I, I, I think so. I, I think so. But so so yeah. so Jason, you were there in the heyday there. You know, at, you know the heyday there with Central Texas and that, and that right there. Of course. I, I mean, that was kind of a work in progress there. I remember we started and we looked at those pits and we're like, shit, there's nobody here. So, so there were things that that we had to do. But um, man, it, it, the decline there, man, that's just heartbreaking. You know, to see going from that level to from that high pitch level to to where we were but man i I really think that we're at a point where we can turn the corner as as asphalt in general in texas i i agree 100 percent. i think that i I think that some of the things that are happening now just like i i i spoke recently you know uh, i think uh gina child knows posted a picture on the uh internet that for the last two races has just pissed me off. You know, when you come down and exit, you take a right on the street, go to HMP, you can't even see the sign. And now all of a sudden she did something so simple as to trim the trees back on the sign. And that made a whole bunch of people happy. (laughs) You know, just little things like that. The pictures of the banners all going back up, just the effort that somebody's putting in the track. Not that anybody ever didn't put any effort in. It's just being blown out on social media now. So people are able to see it and appreciate it and know that, you know, we need asphalt back. We got we got a bunch of badass truck drivers. We got a bunch of badass modified drivers. We got a bunch of badass superstar drivers, and all these guys want to race. And that's really all we want to do is race. 
we don't want to we don't want to haggle about curses we don't want to haggle about you know this and that we just we want to go out there and race and we want fair calls and we want to go out there and you know do what i've been blessed enough to have done so far this year so it's all about absolutely so jason yeah Talk so, about the, your race week. I'm not trying to cut you off, but so what? When you get to the racetrack, or like, what's the first thing you look at? Go everybody from I guess when you show up on Friday for practice, go through a typical race weekend for the people that might be listening that, that don't know exactly what the drivers do. You want my schedule or Cruci's schedule? Well, either, <laughs> either, either or. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm an hour and a half for my crew chief, so I got to get at 5.30 in the morning. I haul ass to his house. I hook up to my trailer. We drive to Houston. We get there by 10 or 11 o'clock, pick out some tires, and by then we go and unload the car, get the car out, nut and bolt the car, make sure everything's good, go out and run a couple laps, shake it down, and then we sit in the blistering heat until it's time to drive. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes your car – you know, you can be thrashing on the car till midnight at night. Other nights, you know, you you got a good car up front. And you can sit back in your in your chair and enjoy your drinks and hang out. Uh, you know, the then then comes Saturday. But for me, you know, I I'm I'm one of the guys that gets a little nervous. So like, I can't even eat race weekend. So uh, I I I don't know. I love it. I think it's I think it's something that not everybody else gets to do. I feel yeah. blessed that I get to do it when I'm sitting there behind the wheel. I'm like, yep. not very many people in this world get to do this. I should feel blessed for that. I'm even sitting here, and uh, then it's time to go out the track and do work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's uh, all the years that I've raced. I mean, it's still like race time comes along, and hell, I, I can't piss enough. It's like, geez, again. Yeah, and I haven't um, had 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 had, had no water. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, but, well, you know, I drink. I, I can drink five gallons of water and never go to the restroom for the whole weekend. But all of a sudden, if they say modified line up, I got to run to the damn porta potty and get my little nervous pee out. Oh, I know. I know. You're you're all strapped. You're all strapped in there, and you got a, you got a little bit of a tingle down there. It's like, oh, great. No, oh, yeah. I'm already <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt about it but but we're talking about so so the big firecracker blowout coming up july 6th and, and you won the last yes, modified race there and and i mean it's been so cool to, to watch you i mean in those carts dude y- y'all would roll out and i'm like well can anybody beat him you know i mean because you were you were unstoppable and, and to watch you go into this because it's a totally different animal here with these modified because this is high-powered stuff right here but ta- talking about the big event uh coming up here and and the rebirth not actually the the rebirth you know we've been we're at a point where it's coming hopefully yeah. stronger let's you know shout out to those folks that that, that got us to this point and and, and and I mentioned something to you before. I'm not going to name a bunch of names. But yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. getting some phone calls, and I've been putting some phone calls out. And I know that, you know, with all the new, uh, you know, things going on at the track and people trying to just push it real hard, there's some other people that are getting some cars together ready. And I'm not sure that they're going to make this next race, but they're guaranteed to make the next race. And I'm very happy to hear that, you know, at least I look forward to our class growing because in the first race we had nine or ten cars. And then the second race, we had nine or ten cars, but only three of them were the same cars. So if we mm-hmm. could just get all those cars there at one time, plus these people that are sitting at home saying, oh, my God, I might want to go race again. Get your cars back together. Let's go, and let's go play. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, just looking forward to see everybody coming back and, and, and duking it out racing like we used to because, you know, if you're not ra- it it's not fun to go travel like, you know, I've traveled to Five Flags. And you go out there, and uh, unfortunately, you know, if you see 
six, seven cars, eight cars, nine cars. I mean, that's the same thing we're racing here. Yep. So, you know, if we can build here, maybe draw some of those guys here, and then that'll, then everybody will prosper on it. Totally agree, man. So that's what we're looking for. I just want, I mean, Dirt, I love Dirt. There's a whole lot of my, I, I want to call them family because, you know, Marianne and Nate and that whole family, I think they're absolutely spectacular. I think that they've done, you know, an amazing job doing what they've done, done and going on the, the, the road that she's made and ended up with, with, you know, the new dirt track and everybody loves it. But, you know, not everybody can just jump over one year when everybody gets mad at asphalt, and just buy a bunch <laughs> of dirt cars and sell all their asphalt stuff. Yeah. So yeah. It makes it a little bit more difficult on that aspect. Absolutely. There, there's room for both. There's room for there's both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and and I I I've, I've loved this asphalt thing. You know, I mean, ever since the first time I got in it and got humbled on it, I've just been, you know, like a little sponge, wanting to know what's going on and get better and better. And as I've started to see some results of of you know finally being in the car for a little while and and getting some races under my belt and finally starting to run out front, it makes me you know just makes me feel better. It makes me feel better about what you know you know, for my crew and for the people that work so hard on my car, I finally get to a little smile and give a little smile and give them a little payback for all the hard work they do. Absolutely. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. So, Jason, I, yeah, I talked to you so, I talked to you on Saturday, and you knew that I was going to try to do a little bit of, of market research here. And, and I asked around, and most of the stories that I heard, you know, even as wild and crazy and full throttle as we are tonight, there's still some stories that I can't ask you about for sure. Uh, at least on this show, but the one that came up that I was really the one that came up that I was really that I thought was really funny. Uh, there's this rumor that one point right around Pensacola time at the end of the season, and you talked about your wonderful wonderful wife being supportive and needing the daddy time, the racing time. Tell us the story about the time you bought a modified and had to hide it from her for like five months. <laughs> God, I hope she's not listening. Oh yeah, she, she, she still doesn't know. Uh, Does she not know? I yeah, mean, that would be a that would that would that would be a. Uh, I'm gonna blame that one on Jake Kruger. I'm sure he's probably listening right now. So I'm just gonna blame that one on him. Uh, him and old Mason T called me and they had some deal and it was a spur of the moment deal. And since uh, you know, it's just one of those opportunities. It was another car had all the greatest parts on it. It was a roller. And then I felt like we had to get it just in case anything happened. And then yes, I had to hide it. And <laughs> I finally kind of, I kind of, I kind of finally let it out after a little while. And uh, you know, I just didn't make it seem to be yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, so there was just a parts parts car. Yes, right. yeah, <laughs> parts car. Smart yeah. man. But, That's good. But we have we we have an, we have a whole another modified ready to just hang a body and go out and be just as good as our cars. Hey, nothing wrong with that. That's that's what you call no, Plan sir. B, right there. Plan B. Plan well, that's exactly what it is. We 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 have a backup plan for whatever's going to happen. If we choose to go run anywhere, or something happens, and we're you know points or or just wins or want to travel, and nothing's going to hold us back on that. Yeah, that's super awesome. Yeah, speaking of backup plans, so you know when you ask somebody about one question, your phone and stuff starts starts going up. Uh, talk about your time away. Like you used to be involved in some uh, entertainment stuff downtown on Sixth Street. Do you got any stories about that that you might bring up on the show? I'm not those sure. Those are stories that are legal for. for this <laughs> <All right, okay. laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I spent fifty. I spent fifteen years on on Sixth Street uh, owning several bars and 
doing the bar life, which is probably why I was single for so long. But yep. it also happened to be the place that I got to meet the, you know, future love of my life uh, in the the wife that I have now. So that's one thing I can count myself lucky for. But uh, over the last couple of years since I got the kids and the kids go to bed early, I can't do the double lifestyle of coming home when they get up and doing all that. So I pretty much exited out of the, the bar scene and I'm in the car wash business now that I have been in a while and I just expanded the car wash stuff and just been moving forward on that and trying to keep that, keep that going so I can still, uh, take care of the kids, come home at night, go to bed at a decent hour and have my race weekends. And that, <laughs> and that is a cool thing, Jason. Cause when I talked to you today, I mean, it was, uh, you, you were kind of on, on real estate hours. I think you and I kind of had the same schedule cause <laughs> I was just getting yeah. back myself about lucky, that time. So, uh, Damn. Yeah. But, uh, so, so talk- yeah, I was right in between meetings. That's right. That's exactly right. It was between me meeting uh, my my first uh, lip meeting that can of beer is is when <laughs> when I was talking to you. Um, yeah. So, so so let's talk about those modifieds. Uh, I mean, your your initial response. You said it was a, is a pretty humbling thing. I mean, I know the first time I got in a dwarf car, I was humbled pretty nicely. And um, wow. but but th- those 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 <laughs> well, open wheel cars, man. <laughs> Yeah, for- yeah. Well, see, in in an open wheel car, in an open wheel car, when you head towards the apex of a corner, uh-huh. you with their with all the weight of their engine in the rear, you need to be on the gas by the apex of the corner to plant the right rear to come through the whole exit of the corner. Or That's right. The, it's like a dart; it wants to spin backwards. That's right. So then you get into these front engine cars, and you know the trail break in the roll center and everything else. It, it just you're, I'm. I'm I'm having to get used to, you know, over the years I've gotten used to, you know, making my hands and feet and brain do yep. what the, you know, full body front engine cars are wanting me to do instead of all of a sudden when I get in a predicament, I all of a sudden revert back to my old, you know, driving style. And Jake used to get real mad at me because the first two years I run modifieds, I stayed in that go-kart class and yeah. I get the modified yeah. right after a go-kart race. And no matter what I did in the go-kart race, I'd start chopping corners and driving like an idiot. And he'd get on the radio and yell at me and say, wipe the go-karts out of your brain. Right. And I'd have to get it back right. And now yeah. we're good. So, uh, I, I do have to give a lot of shout out to my NASCAR family too, because they've been there through thick and thin I don't know if you guys have noticed, but even back when I was racing and you called me a badass for that, you know, we were we were still almost three quarters of a second slower oh, yeah. than where they're running now. They've increased the the power and the in the people and those carts are those carts are knocking on the fifteen second range for the track there and that's smoking fast. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And it's funny that, that you mentioned there about, about the driving. Uh, my dwarf car, it, it got a half a second faster when I learned how to drive it. And you know, a lot of guys ask, you know, what'd you change? What'd you change? And, you know, I would never say because, hell, we didn't change nothing. I, I changed the way I drove right. it. And, and that's you, <laughs> you just you just learn that after a while. Yeah, and, you know, I've been – I got a little bit blessed getting hooked up with uh, – after – I actually drove uh, a TSS, a TRS car with, uh, or TSRS oh, that's car right. with, uh, that's right. it was, uh, I did the last three races yeah. of the 2010 season about that. or 11 yeah. season with, uh, JR helped me and yeah. it was Tim's number 18 car that he transferred into the two seater car two seater, and yeah. So I run four races on that before I got to the two seater. I placed in the top three. Uh, all three of those races, so that was my only full body experience. And the next year, I went straight modified with Raymond, and 
when you get the modifieds on bump stops yeah. compared to all the traditional springs and suspension I've been on, mm-hmm. I I like you know you get on that straightaway and it's just bouncing around off them bump <laughs> stops on the top there. Like it, yeah. it can really confuse you for entering into the next corner. right. But right. I can tell you the first time Jake took me to Five Flag Speedway and we put springs on the car, I was like, "This is a real car." Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, I had to realize that I had to overcome you know, all these things. And I had to learn to drive and adapt to what they were doing. And it took me a little while. And I, and, and thank God Jake was patient enough to be with me and he breaks everything down for me. And we have our sessions and, you know, Bill's real good with me on the radio and he keeps me calm. Just like this last race, I think I slapped the wall twice before <laughs> I ended up taking that checker flag. Yeah. Uh, and first hitting on the wall made the car better the second one turned it into a piece of junk but at the same time i still had to hang on to it yes sir so you know bill calmed me down told me to make a couple practice laps and next thing i know i was cooking taking the chicken flags hell yeah that's what it's all about so jason so, people ask us all the time about about the relative speed right in terms of you know can can you feel how fast you're actually going so you've run the, you've run the nascar you've run the modified at houston and kyle even down to pensacola pensacola is considerably faster than everywhere else but it, is speed just relative in terms of it, it's just like rolling down the highway here on 35 right you just you never realize that you're going a buck 20 going into turn number one well, it's not every day. Like everybody owned a you know five hundred and fifty horsepower car that they could just stab the gas on every green light. They pretty much understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, yes, it, it is a. It, it's you feel the power. Of course, you get used to it, but you feel the power and you start to feel the car and everything that it's doing. And and as you learn, yes, it's a it's a big old difference. The difference between the car car is we never let off the gas in the right. carts unless you're just trying to draft and bump draft. Other than that, we stay floored. So we carry a whole lot more speed through the center of the corner than the modifieds do. And you're jamming the brakes and slowing it down and rolling it through and then get back on the gas. So, you know, I'm used to just holding one foot on the floor the whole time and just playing a chess game and getting through everybody. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, it was definitely a big change. It was a change that was probably bigger than I needed to make at the time. But, you know, it, it was the right time with the right people. And I jumped on it, and I, like I said, I'm blessed to be still rolling with the same people that I was with from the beginning. It, you know, I, I had I had Raymond start me, then I went to Wild Child with Polero for a while. Yep. Um, and had a you know had a good run in that '97 car with him, Jake and Jake and John. Everybody put the car together real well. And then after we uh, went on our own, I bought Morel's little car, and. Uh, you know, Jake worked a lot getting that car right, and after about four or five races of him getting it, uh, we finally got her running pretty good at HMP, and now I don't even want to make a change. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. And that's been the coolest part, I mean, to, to watch you, you know, from, from the NASCAR days and just that, that dominance that you had there to, to make your way up and to watch you winning these races now and, and being a good dude. I mean, that's that's the other part of it. When when you genuinely like somebody and they get out there and they're the one to beat, that that makes it even cooler. So, what, Well, ge- I have this weird thing that I kind of genuinely like everybody yeah. until you're an asshole to me. Well, yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm good. I'm good with almost everybody until you're the one guy that's trying to yank my helmet off when i'm trying to get out of my car other than that you know we're good yeah, or, are the, or so, the one asking uh, you stories about a car that you never told your wife about. yeah there, that, there you that go could be that too. Yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> so. hey, yeah that's when I start. That's when I start talking about the new toys the girls need. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So, so, yeah. so, Jason. Yeah. What uh, obviously, you know, the, the rest of the schedule here in Houston, and, and I mean, I really think we are. I mean, we're, we're about to hit a springboard. Where I mean, I'll, I'll say it now. People are saying things on these airwaves that that have been, I, I think we're at a point right now where we're making. This is about to come back the way it was. It's about to happen right well, how now. Uh huh. I'm fucking excited. Yeah. Oh, there you there go. You go. I'm, there you I'm, go. I'm excited to see all these people on the track. Like I said, I know a couple people that are coming back, and there are people that I I used to enjoy greatly driving against at CTS. Uh, there's a, you know, the, uh, I saw Logan Bearden came back last race. Johnny Walker's back out there last race. So just to see the H and P familiar faces all back there. And I feel like yeah. there's going to be some more down there. And, uh, you know, over the next couple of races is what they're doing. I really think that everything's in a, in a good direction, you know, everything, yeah that led up in the last two years was kind of just setting up for someone to take it over the top like it is right now and do what they're doing. And I think, you know, Gina being, uh, being as, as active on social media as she is and making as many posts and many pictures, I think it's just getting everybody pretty excited to yeah, run. Yeah. It, it's about, it's about to be a, it's about to be a rock show is what's about to happen. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I believe, I believe with Brad Bush coming back, and uh, with Tiffany and the scoreboard, and I believe yep. that everybody that's, that, that's actually taking care of that stuff, you know, you obviously know how they were at CTS. We all know how everybody works. We yep. all know that everything's going to work out fine, and we've been around them for a while, so we don't have to expect anything that of the unexpected. Yep. And uh, and I think we're all really, really looking forward to that because the main thing that every driver and all of our groups is looking for was consistency. Yeah. We weren't getting consistency, and now that you start showing consistency, people are willing to work on their cars again. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, the fu- the fun bunch heads east is, is what's about to happen right here. But uh, <laughs> well, that's what's been happening. You know, I mean, all yeah. of us. So you got Gerald Boyd running out east every other week. You know, for Florida, you got everybody. You know, running all over the place, and and really. You know, we do have something here in Texas. We have we, we have a really good track that can you know that has a lot of really good drivers that have come through it, been through it, and come back to it. And, you know, we just need to get these guys to come back and and yeah. you know, some of them never left, but we need to get these guys to come back and make it like it used to be, where we you know we, everybody's really just racing some of the top drivers in this side of the country. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think I think the uh, the sky's the limit right here because where, where we lacked at CTS is we were kind of isolated. You know, we talk about isolated places, but uh, now with asphalt, what's about to happen? I mean, you're right there on that on that Gulf Coast, and, and I mean, you just travel I I ten. It's it's all set up right there. Um, yeah. Kind of in, in my little scratchy notes that I have put away somewhere, it, it's all set up pretty nice so that that's going to be good yeah. but so let, let's talk about you so so obviously modified is, is what you're going to do now any thoughts of like prolate model or, or something like that to where to where you'll branch out of houston and and outside of a modified and, and do something else well you know being when i was younger and i had the opportunity and the teammate and the family that i was raised with yeah it, uh it the, the 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 doors were open and it was a you know it, that that could have been a future for me. However, you know the way that the cards turned out. You know I didn't come from a family that had a racing background. All I came from was a family full of uncles that told me how they had badass cars that laid black tracks for two blocks. You know I mean, yep. that doesn't mean shit nowadays. So uh, you know that that was their cool thing, and I always thought that they hung the moon because they had these little cars that you know would. would 
burn out forever. And then now right. I, I've been put into this racing and it's a whole new world to me. And I'm like the first of my family to take it on. And, uh, my family's been very supportive with me. They, they, they've enjoyed it. They see it. They don't always understand it because they don't understand the passion behind driving or race car or something like that, because they just don't, they don't honestly, you know, know what it takes to get behind and, and wheel a car. Right. You see these cars on TV, like on NASCAR, you watch on Sundays and you see these cars going around. They look like they're going, you know, 100 miles an hour, <laughs> 80 miles an hour, just looks so normal. But then all of a sudden you see that visor cam in there yeah. and you see that wheel working and the kid's elbows are up and he's driving his ass off. Yeah. So, you know, that that's what it really looks like inside our cars. There is never, there is never, where, you know, a time where we're just chill and calm. You know, you're always thinking in there. Right. And, uh, I'm really glad that they did the changes on the schedule right now um, with the heat because yeah, I think that's going to benefit everybody. Um, you know, when they were requiring us to get there really early and then spend six, seven hours out there in the heat where it's, you know, I mean, that's like a hot box toilet bowl inside yeah. HMP, so it can yeah. get real warm in the middle <laughs> of there. So you get out there Friday and waste your time all day Friday. And I don't say waste your time. You use your time working all day Friday, and then by the time you go to bed Friday night, Saturday, you're like, dang. Well, I got a whole other day of this and a race at the end. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> and that's a funny thing, Jason, because I'm right there with you, man, because one of the things that I bitched about for the longest time was that the day was too long, and hell, I was helping make the schedule, you know, that was too long. But it, uh, yeah, man, tr trim that day down, get those heat races in there, and that's, and not only that, I mean, that gives a guy an opportunity to maybe win a damn race. I mean, like in the, in the yeah, ecos. You're right. and, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I'd, my last race, when I just won this last race, and I thought I, I was super excited. Everybody come running to my car when I pulled off the track, and the first thing I said to them was, get me the hell out of this car because I was about to pass out. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it, it just it's just one of those things. It, it gets hot in there, and, you know, we have no air in there. And, it, you know, it, you know how it is. It, oh, yeah. it, all of us are sitting there, you know, dying of the heat. But at the end of the day, if we could have a little less drainage during the day so we have a little bit of that energy to run at night, um, I think that's just going to help us immensely. And it also makes the drive home a little easier because you're not yeah. dying of heat exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm a proponent so, of the six pack challenge. You know, a six pack of beer, get out there and race and see what happens. Get all dehydrated <laughs> and, and wreck your shit all you at one time. Six pack, I think Kenny Rogers. I go way back. Oh, hey, well, trust me. I, I'm right there with you, dude. <laughs> I'm right there with yeah. you. Sorry, Bobby. I cut you off so, there. No, no. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the comments there's a couple of people that said they they didn't know who this guy was because uh let's see here somebody said that jason has talked more tonight than he has the last five seasons they raced together combined. <laughs> oh well thank you sweetheart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh well I, I think that's because uh i took your advice bobby yeah well, well it, it helps yeah. Yeah, you know it's uh yeah yeah we've <laughs> We've had some folks. I mean, we we have guys that that call us up and like drank a whole damn half a bottle of whiskey. I'm like, man, we can't even see you. Right? And neither. No, can. I, I, I just cracked me a cold one. Had me one before then. Listened to the gentleman before me. Listened to all of that. Kind of got me hyped up and angry with all the the dirt racing drama going on. And then I started saying, you know, like, all right, I got to shake all that off and get out of you know, because he he was he was making his point, and I'm like, wait, well, my point is to, like, bring asphalt racing back to HMP. Yeah. So we yeah. got to talk about HMP. Yeah. And, 
you know, we need everybody that's in every class uh, that's announced to start, you know, get working on their cars, get them out there. The purses are set. Everything's going to be good. It, it, you, you see the signs and the banners hung all over the track, so people are putting their effort into it. So if they're going to put their effort into it, then we're going to show up. And yeah. as we show up, I feel like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, claim like field of dreams but you know yeah, we, i mean uh, it really is if, if we if we keep moving forward and doing the positive things we're doing we're gonna they will come yeah yeah so absolutely uh so I'm, I'm i'm pretty i'm pretty excited about the future of the season with it just you know the rest of the season yeah i, I think it, it's about to get really real uh, i mean it's it's it's, yeah. it's fixing to happen and, and it's long awaited i mean it's uh it's long awaited. So your, your thoughts on the race weekend? Uh, I mean, obviously you won the last race and the, the burnout, I mean, is explained by the drag racing um, background there. So uh, your, your, your thoughts going into this one coming up for the uh, for the big firecracker extravaganza. Coming well, up. I got I got I got I got a call from old Jake Kruger and let me know that I, I only moved the rear end over three quarter of an inch when I slapped the wall. And, uh, it run better that way. He's. He, he, well, it did because my car was so free, it tightened it up and actually helped me. And I was, I was bragging about it on the radio, and then I hit it again, and it turned it into a piece of junk. So I didn't know what to do. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, he's already he's got the car out and it's been on the scales. He spends endless hours of time, you know, just sitting under there measuring angles and 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 you know everything to, to get my car right and scale right and do everything. So. He brings me the best piece that he can bring me, and it's, it's it's my job. And I feel like I failed him over the last few years. You know, I had a lot of times CTS where I got disqualified out of second place. You know, Joe Armadilla got me on a last last lap pass, and I had to take second from him. So I feel like I missed out on finally getting my win at CTS, but I yeah. was always up there. Yeah. And then now I come to HP, and I'm like finally getting a little bit of, you know. You know some of the trophies and running up front, and I tell you, it it, it feels good. And it gives you a level of confidence, and it makes me feel better about the guys that are working on my car because you know it makes them want to want to work harder and make us all do well. And you know we got a good group of guys, like I said, with 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 Raymond, the Teagues, us, everybody down there. You know we all just really help each other, and honestly, that's how it is with all the asphalt guys. We all help mm-hmm. each other. It, it, you know, it, until you turn into one of those keyboard gangsters. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. When you get into a keyboard gangster, you get your back turned on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the funny thing is, I mean, because I've done this so long, and, and you get mixed up, you get mixed up with people, and yeah, you get pissed off at them for a little bit, but then usually it's done. And, you know, we had Bobby Joe New on here last week that he talked mm-hmm. about getting tangled up with Larry Houston. They drank a beer and talked it out, and everything's good. And, and that's and that's the thing. Oh, yeah. Keep, keep, it, keep it in-house. Hell, years ago, I don't know if you remember when I was in the 97 and Todd McLemore and the oh, yeah. 54 oh, drove yeah. up over on top of my roof and scared oh, yeah. me. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, 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 at that point in time, I think it took about the whole two hours after the race, and I was drinking a beer with him in the car bar, and we both signed my roof that got ripped off, yeah. and yeah. I got it hanging in my garage right yep. now. Yep. And his signature, funny enough, said, sorry, Jason, I thought it was Jake. <laughs> damn todd now so, on dirt todd see it's because of all that extra camaraderie i can't go to houston uh because i have to be on an airplane to go on vacation on sunday morning at like eight o'clock seven thirty so uh i figured that if i went that'd be about the time that i'd be you know trying to go to sleep at the holiday inn or wherever it is now so yeah same place holiday no, inn. no we we all we actually all still stay at the holiday inn that's right because we're we, we got our little parking lot 
yes, sir. time at the end of Friday and Saturday. We'll decompress and, and, and talk racing and That's right. everything's good. And, yeah. you know, I mean, our, our group of guys, they've done pretty well this season. So we get to sit around and, you know, actually, you know, share food and some drinks and enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Yes, That's sir. where the real but, race uh, talk happens, too. Uh, uh, well, I will see you there. The real race talk. That's, that's exactly. That's, that's the real hashtag real race talk, man. Well, yes, yes. If you could put a fly on the wall on that, it'd be a whole oh, different conversation. Man, that, that's where you find out the best shit right there, I found out. It never fails. Yes, sir. It never fails. Yes, sir. Jason, man, this has been, this has been as, as badass as I thought it was going to be, man. Just this, as good as advertised. Well, I hope so. Oh, man. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm glad to hear it because uh, I look forward to this weekend. Um, I think we're going to be ready for this weekend. And uh, I know we're going to have another hot one, but I think the schedule is going to help us out a lot. Yep. And I just look forward to seeing anybody that can you know, listen to the show or anybody else that has an opportunity to come out there. They're doing a lot of work and a lot of things for us, and they need to, you know, they're busting their ass, so we need to bust our ass and get out there and support them. Yep. And before we know it, we're going to have – you know, we're gonna we're not even gonna be worrying about losing an asphalt track. We're gonna be worrying about which one are we gonna get next. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna have a, a car count problem, meaning we're not gonna have enough places to park them, and, and that's um, that's that's what's coming. That that's that's what's on the yeah, brink. I can tell and, you. And, and I'm great with that. Yep, I'm great with that. So, yep, me too. Uh, I look forward to the competition. Look forward to the people. You know, I always like meeting all the new people, and I, I always like meeting the guys that I'm driving against. See what kind of personality they got. You know, you kind of you kind of see one personality in the pits and another personality on the track. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, I I, I kind of dig getting to know everybody like that and, and understanding. And uh, you know, I just look forward to the rest of the year being as good as it started off this year. But I definitely don't want to talk shit and jinx myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, no, you got to win again because uh, hell, if you have a big well, problem, you'll never come on here again. <laughs> I, I, well, I won't. I, I don't invite anybody to my races because the first season I was in the modifieds, every time I invited people to the races, there'd be like ten, twenty people show up, and I crashed every damn time. Uh, no. so <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't invite anybody. They just know my race schedule, and if they show up, they show up, and that's how I just say, okay, I ain't got to worry about them jinxing me on crashing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. When, uh, when, when I first started street stocks out in Austin, I would invite some guys from our shop, you know, a bunch of Mexican dudes out, and they'd yeah. come out. They'd come out and make the track plenty of money buying beer, and and I'd crash every time that they'd come out, and they're like, "Come on, Ronnie, you always finish last." <laughs> like, well, you know, wait, were they drinking to drink or drinking because they were sad that you crashed? No, hell, I'd crash, and hell, they buy more beer. You know, they get all excited and see that thing all tore up. So anyway, but uh, seeing Bobby out. I will leave that one for another show, sir. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so, hey, and, and you know what? I'd already had preparations to explain to you how I got it, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 save, we'll, we'll save it for the next time I win. You can actually yell it, then I'll, I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up. <laughs> hey, and, and I got to tell you, man, we're, we're, we're joking around uh, about, you know, the kids and all that, but I got to tell you, uh, your wife and, and kids, just a beautiful family and, and everything that you guys went through i mean that is uh that's that's life right there i mean to get to that point to to actually be able to make that happen and have that beautiful family uh congratulations man that that's super awesome well i appreciate that more than you know and i'm just like i said i keep using the word blessed because i got blessed to have a 
uh, a wife that allowed me to have four kids at once and still able to go race. That's right. Most people I know that even have <laughs> twins, they're locked at home for the next 10 years. That's all she wrote. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. And, yeah, and I won't go into details of what I have to do to, or to, to earn those races. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. We got it. It's we all good. It. Just uh, <laughs> wash a lot of cars. Just right. wash a lot of cars that's and trucks. Yeah. And, that's Holiday Inn discussion that's right there. That's, that's what that, that is. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, you want you want to push you want to push car wash business? I mean, you got a lot of folks here. I mean, most people know what it is but i mean you won't throw that out there tell folks where to find well, you i've never really put it on my car i've always kept it you know it's kind of as, a, as, as my business i didn't you know i was looking for sponsors to put other people on my car but yep. you know i do have uh seven car washes located all around austin from north to south with the genie car washes and the h2o car washes and you know any support i get from any of the local people or anything like that i you know i i love to help take care of them and i love to you know be the one to to, to wash their cars so yes that's something that we're working on opening three or four more over the next uh 18 months and yeah that's that's shit that's what i gotta do to handle these kids marriages i mean every that's time right. someone talks to me all i get is what happens when they turn 16 what happens when they get, what is married what happens when they want everything else i'm like well by then i'll have a freaking pacemaker and yeah. i don't have to worry about the shit yeah <laughs> either that or one thanks for damn sure they'll have clean cars that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that too. Except for unlike my wife, they're going to have to drive their own to the car wash. No, no, I know. Part of part of the earning my race weekend, I might add. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hey, man, that, that that is a small sacrifice, my brother. Happy that is wife, small, happy life. Right, for sacrifice. those that aren't married, they don't understand the importance of that. <laughs> oh yes, man, Jason. I'm you guys this weekend though and i look forward to having a good race weekend i'll be there friday you know about lunchtime and then i think we're going to get ready to get going so yes sir uh uh let's see what we can do and and, and everything we can do to push forward on this race and if not this race we're going to keep hammering on everybody get the cars back out for next race so Absolutely. i feel it's coming yeah and i have the same feeling you guys have and i think it's going to end up good and and that just works out for all of us that's right that's right Give them hell, man. I know so, you. I know you'll be at the yeah, front. Well, and uh, looking man, I appreciate you guys having me on the show and even honoring me to be on it. So it's it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All good, Epic good night. stuff tonight. That's Epic right. night, man. Um, we'll <laughs> see you this weekend, dude. Uh, we'll have a beer or something. Yes, sir. <laughs> I look forward to it. And if I do good, I'll be running to you as one. Oh sh- well, hell! You better win. You better win. Sound like those lady fans. You better win. <laughs> that's, it. that's what my daughters say before I leave, and I feel the pressure from when I leave the house. Nice, nice, absolutely, All absolutely. Right. Give them hell, man. Well, we'll see you this yes, weekend, sir. You guys enjoy it. We'll talk soon. All right, dude. Thanks for the time, man. See you this weekend, my man. Take care, guys. Take care, dude. Thanks, Jason. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Jason Marshall. Boy, I tell you, locked and loaded show right here, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. We knew it was going to be good. Yeah. Man, we had no idea it was going to turn out this good. Hell, we ain't even got time for another break. <laughs> we ran this thing later. Uh, profanity-laced edition. A of the full, full throttle edition of the Revdo Sports Show. Well, you know, that's... That's what it's all about. And as he said, coming up July 6th, I mean, get, get yourself to Houston. I mean, because Gina and a lot of folks have, have worked tirelessly to, to get this done. And, and I do want to give a shout-out. where I know Marianne was on there. Marianne and her staff did a great job, talked about that this weekend. They've got a race on the 13th. Support all these tracks. I think that's, that's the right. key of what we, what we take away from this. The synopsis of tonight is support your local short track because it's, it's so damn hard to – 
to have a place operating for us to go have fun. And you said it. We show up, the lights are on, the, the food's hot, the hot dogs are hot, and, and we just yeah. do our thing. Yeah, and there's a lot more that goes on to it, but I think the best part is, though, if you notice, when you go to both, you're going to see the same people. There's a lot of hardcore people that have still never left. Right. And we want to give a shout-out to those. You know, We can't name everybody by name because then we'd leave somebody off the list, Yeah, and that's not right. But you have your hardcore people. It doesn't matter how hot it is. It doesn't matter how cold it is. Those fans and those select people are going to show up. Yeah. I, I saw it at Cotton Bowl this weekend. You had talked about it last season. So, so many folks there that I hadn't seen, hell, since Kyle. And uh, just good to see them still coming back for more. I mean, I talked to folks that said, well, you know, Ideally, you know, I'd, I'd be at, at, at the pavement track, but yeah. this is what we have, yeah. and and I like it. I've grown to like it, and, and that's that's what needs to happen. The racing was great at, at Cotton Bowl, and I really like this setup. I mean, I really like, you know, with with South Texas down in the in the Gulf Coast, and then or down in the Texas coast down there, and then you've got thirty seven sitting where where that's at, and 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 Cotton Bowl where it's at, and Joe. I mean, Joe was in a nice place too, but that, mm-hmm. that's a lot of competition where Joe was. That's right. Yeah. A lot and, of people go to Kennedale and right, right. Waco and stuff. And, exactly. And you got Waco sitting there. 53 years, Waco. They need to write a book. And then and now Houston is about to blossom, and, and I really think it, it's all there. Yeah. It is all there. There hadn't been a momentum for a race. In the, the, the last time I saw this much momentum for a race, and you'll probably agree, is when they reopened San Antonio Speedway. Yeah. Yeah, and and here's the thing though, uh, I I have a I, well I know the stands are going to be full Saturday night. You need to come back the next race because right. what we saw there was you know it kind of started tapering off because Jason alluded to it right there and and I know exactly what he's talking about. You're going to start see you're going to start to see look for these familiar faces because they're going to pop back up again and you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have some good competition yeah. coming up again across the board not just modifieds and trucks are already there and it, it's fixing to get real yeah it's fixing to get real and uh speaking of real th- this show has been totally right. real real this race talk real race talk and hell we're even going to go we're going to go outside of the norm we always use the, the same outro music but in in light of our man uh, Jason there talking about uh, how old he is talking about six packs <laughs> how about a little Kenny Rogers to get us the hell out I thought out you were going to to leave with the car wash that's you know oh yeah we could have played that should have played it when we came on could have played that yeah that's a good idea you can run, you can hide, love will turn you around as will Jason Marshall apparently <laughs> thanks to Jason thanks to Joe Spillman Joe Spillman is the man Gotta get Joe on again. Joe Joe might have his own segment here. Joe hell, Joe might take this show over. Give Joe his own show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe Joe might take over the show with with that. I mean that that's just really good stuff. Uh, we'll have this podcasted up uh, at uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and and Spreaker and everywhere that it's at. All, all your podcast uh, homes, you will find this. It's uh, it's going to be a good one. And of course, at RevedUpSportsShow.com, HornFM.com, we will have that up for you. Hoping many of you will make it to Houston this weekend. Uh, whatever you're doing, 4th of July, middle of the week, be safe, be responsible, do the right thing, and honor America. That's right. It's a great place to live. Happy I don't birthday, care what America. you think. Absolutely. For Showtime, Bobby Chaffee. I'm Rodney Rodriguez. Thanks to all of you for being a part of this. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs> Going to be hard to top. Uh-huh. But we'll see you next time. This is the Revved Up Sports Show.